This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this beautiful Wednesday, July 15th. We're glad you've taken time to be with us and get into the Word of God. I'm going to read a chapter of the Bible. That's what Morning Breath is about. It's about spending some time with the Lord in the morning. Read a chapter of the Bible. Let God breathe on your life. The Bible teaches us that every word of God is God-breathed. And so when we're reading this, uh, it's God's breath into our lives. And uh, that's an important sort of uh, routine, not not legalism, not anything like that, but we routinely need the Word of God to get into our heart and life because we need the breath of God to get into our heart and life on a regular basis. And so that's how Morning Breath was born, just as a way for people to get into the Word. And uh, I do this with someone. I do it with a co-host. We both read our chapter at home. We come down here to the studio at East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island Campus. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us. My co-host today is Pastor Mark Cook. How you doing, Pastor Mark? I'm great, Pastor Dan. How are you this morning? Really good. Welcome to the program. Glad to be here. Yeah, always good to do Morning Breath with you, brother. We want people to join us. Yep, that'd be great. you wanted me to go next? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we want you to be uh, in the chapter with us. So we're in Exodus chapter 6 today, and the way you could know that is if you have the Morning Breath Guide. Best way to get that is on our app. Download the East Coast app. Go to the podcasts. And uh, you'll see the chapter guide there. It tells us where, tells you where we've been and where we're going. You can listen to past episodes of the show. You can do that on our website as well, eccc.us. And of course, you can always call the office four five two ten sixty. We can email or mail you a morning breath guide as you need one. And of course, if you're on our app, you're on our website. You can get to Facebook. You can get to our YouTube page, and everything you need to know about what's happening at East Coast is right there, including our online digital campus, yes. which is up and running, uh, firing every weekend. Yep. Love to have you involved in our services. I know that many people are not yet out uh, doing uh, live service church, going out to their local church. And so you can uh, go to church while you're in your living room, which is a great thing, or bedroom. And we got stuff for your kids. Um, it it really is a great environment to get into the Word. Uh, it's interactive. In yeah, it is. You're not just watching a video. You're in, There's hosts. There's people yep. on there chatting, talking yep. about it. It's great. Yeah, it's a good way to uh, go to church in the day and age we live in. So uh, we're going to be reading Chapter 6. Uh, we really don't have a lot of announcements, and one of the reasons is all of our young people are at camp. Yeah, and so, so quiet around here. Yeah, and all, <laughs> two-thirds of our staff is at camp, and it's a very quiet atmosphere at East Coast Christian Center right now. And in one respect, sadly, you know, we had a, a request for a week off. Uh, we had a, I saw the list of people who are employed at East Coast Christian Center who wanted to go to camp for a week. And the, uh, you know, financial office said, well, is this vacation? Is this, what is this? How should we handle it? And I looked at that list and the list is like at least 20, probably 25 people long. And when I looked at that list and thought, here we have 25 people who are willing to take a week's vacation to go and minister to our youth most of them had been in our youth group at some point, and, you know, are, most of them are in their 20s at the most. I thought to myself, wow, let's just pay them all. They are uh, incredibly giving and serving and, and stretching out there to do this thing for our kids. Um, how blessed are we to have this youth 
both our teens that are away at camp and then this group of 20-somethings that are out there laying down their life to put on a camp for these teens. And I thought, man, East Coast Christian Center is in good hands. And uh, again, I've said this before, but never more excited about the direction and future of East Coast Christian Center because of the people, the teens, the young people that are involved in this church right now are going to be the— they're leading now, but they'll be our, our ultimate leaders in the future. Well, and you've always said, Pastor Dan, you know, a lot of credit to you for listening to the Holy Spirit because, you know, we, we talk about what East Coast is, we're building a life-giving church that lasts. And, yeah. and it's unfortunate that a lot of churches really haven't given that enough thought. And then they get uh, they get into, you know, deeper into the generation of running their church and there's no one to pick it up. Yeah. And you guys have been very intentional about laying a foundation uh, for the next generation, always looking at the next generation and raising it up. And we're seeing the fruit of that. And so grateful for it. So and that's why Matt's doing so much more in the church today than he's ever done before, yeah. because something God showed me from the beginning that those generations need to take the church and take it to a higher level. God forbid that the church would die with me. Amen. You know, God never intended Israel to die with King David. Yeah. And uh, that's not the way it was supposed to go in those situations. Anyway, we're going to be reading chapter 6 of Exodus. And uh, there are 30 verses. It's fairly short 30 verses. I'm going to read the first 15, I guess. No, that's really not a fair—I'm going to read the first 13 and give you 14 through 27. When you look at it in width, they're about the same amount of words. You get some real fancy I names. I get all the fun names. Yeah. I'll I, get you started, Pastor Do Dan. you want me to do the end? I'll do it. Okay, I good, got it. Good. I read it last night. I didn't night. think you were a chicken. I knew coming in this morning. That's what my— that's what uh, I've been... I didn't think you were a chicken. <laughs> Come on. All right. I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Exodus 6. New King James, by the way. Yeah. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he will let them go, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, Lord, I was not known to them. I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage in which they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel from, excuse me, children of Israel whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you as a heritage. I am the Lord." So Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not heed Moses because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Go in, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the children of Israel go out of his land. And Moses spoke before the Lord, saying, The children of Israel have not heeded me. How then shall Pharaoh heed me? 
excuse me, heed me, for I am of uncircumcised lips. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a command for the children of Israel and for Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Verse 14, these are the heads of their father's houses. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, were Hanok, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. These are the families of Reuben. And the sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. These are the families of Simeon. These are the names of the sons of Levi, according to their generations, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. And the years of the life of Levi were 137. The sons of Gershon were Libni and Shimi, according to their families. And the sons of Kohath were Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. In the years of the life of Kohath were 133. The sons of Merari were Mali and Mushi. These are the families of Levi according to their generations. Now Amram took for himself Jochebed, his father's sister, as wife, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. In the years of the life of Amram were 137. The sons of Izhar were Korah, Nepheg, and Zikri. And the sons of Uziel were Mishael, Elzaphan, and Zithri. Aaron took to himself Elisheba, daughter of Amenadab, sister of Neshon, as wife. And she bore him Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. And the sons of Korah were Asir, Elkanah, and Abiasaph. And these are the families of the Korahites. Eleazar, Aaron's son, took for himself one of the daughters of Putiel as wife, and she bore him Phinehas. These are the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites according to their families. These are the same Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said, Bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt according to their armies. These are the ones who spoke to Pharaoh king of Egypt to bring out the children of Israel from Egypt. These are the same Moses and Aaron. And it came to pass on the day the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt that the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I am the Lord. Speak to Pharaoh king of Egypt all that I say to you. But Moses said before the Lord, Behold, I am of uncircumcised lips. How shall Pharaoh heed me? Ah. Men. Interesting. It doesn't it, make it any easier when they put, like, my, when a name runs to the end and then there's a space and it yeah, goes to the next line. It's very like, I difficult. I need to see the whole thing. I got to see this all in one thing because there's a big pause between those two syllables. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's a tough thing. And especially what's wild to me, and I thought you did a great job, by the way, Mark, uh, uh, pronouncing those names. But the first time, well, the only time I've been to Israel, I started hearing Bible names pronounced by people that are Hebrews, and oh my gosh, they were so different. I mean, even some of the New Testament names, it was like, wow, cities and places and and things of that nature. So it's quite an eye-opening, and I actually bought a Hebrew what they call a Hebrew pronunciation Bible. And so I have an, it's only a New Testament, but it actually pronounces um, all the names, you know, in Hebrew. Because some of even the, uh, when you read the Gospels, I forget which one it is, maybe it's Timothy, but one of the guys in there, it isn't a Hebrew name and they change it. And so mm-hmm. it's the actual Hebrew name instead of the, you know, Americanized or, you know, Englishized yeah. version of the name. I, I just want to start with something and I have to... Uh, I have to jump into chapter 7, but I purposely, you know, I'm not going to share this part tomorrow, so I'm just going to say it. It says, Moses is kind of talking to God about, you know, he comes and says, I am the Lord, verse 29, speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I say to you. But Moses said before the Lord, 
Behold, I am of uncircumcised lips, and how shall Pharaoh, Pharaoh heed me? So this is Moses' view of himself. God says, go, and Moses looks at himself. Now, I just want to say, if you ever want to get a plan to obey God or do something for God, and, and maybe you feel like God is saying something to you, your resources or your abilities are not what you're going to need to depend on to be successful. That's good. You better not see yourself just as you see yourself. You've got to see yourself as God sees you and the word describes you. And it's interesting, after Moses said, I am of uncircumcised lips and how shall Pharaoh heed me? The very next verse, chapter 1, says, So the Lord said to Moses, See, I've made you as God to Pharaoh. Wow. See, you think of yourself as not even being able to talk. And in Pharaoh's eyes, I, you look like God. He may be holding the tough view. He may be saying, I'm not listening to you. He may be all this and all that. But God says this is how he really feels. He sees you as God. And Aaron is going to be as your prophet. Wow. And it's like that's what happens. We see ourselves in this view and God sees us in this view. So when Jesus looks at us, or let me take it this way. When God looks at us, he sees us in, complete in Christ. But when we look at ourselves, how do you see yourself? And so I think that's a, a really important part that not only is God wanting to talk to the Egyptians and talk to the Israelites, but he's actually wanting to reach Moses mm. and Aaron too. He's trying to have impact in their lives. And that's the cool thing about God. Whenever God does something and it can be a nationwide, incredible, you know, establishing Israel as a nation, but at the same time, he's concerned about every individual in that process. And he's trying to reach and do some things in Aaron and Moses as well at yes. the same time. He's trying to use them to change a, a world. Well, that's an incredible perspective, and I'm really glad you brought that out. I was having a conversation uh, yesterday with a young man, and we were just talking about how, you know, the world can in, be in a state of kind of chaos and, and, and <laughs> you know, what's the direction of the church, you know, in the future of the church, and how will the world always perceive it and things like that. And, and one of the things that we talked about was the fact that we don't always consider, in fact, not nearly enough, rarely do we consider the fact that when we walk into a situation— before we've said a word, maybe, Ugh. before we've even, you know, given much thought to the situation, we have walked into the situation with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And there are times when the Holy Spirit, just by showing up, sets off the spirit of darkness in other people. Yeah. That's pre and, and, and so you can, there, and so it's that same picture. You, they're perceiving, they're, and they may not even know why, but the spirit in them that has maybe driven them to some, you know, horrible things in life that God wants to free them from is now responding to this presence of God in you that just walked into the room, and you're trying to figure out why this guy's, you know, yelling at you and screaming yeah, at you. Yeah. And, and that's, and it's, it's so much more than what we can see in the perception that they have. And I just really feel like that verse brings that out. And it kind of, to me, it goes along with back in verse nine, it says, they did not heed Moses because of anguish of spirit. Oh, this, that's a very but, powerful, important verse. Yeah, they were, and I just, it, that kind of, that keyed on that same, in my mind, it keys on kind of the same topic. Um, they, you can, you can be inhibited from hearing what God wants you to hear because of what's going on in your life. Oh, absolutely. In a big way. Go ahead and talk about because I can tell you wanted to jump on that. Well, it, I, I, it's one of the verses. I mean, not a lot of this chapter stood out to me in, in many ways, you know, 
there's some things going on here. What I will say this one more thing about Moses and Aaron. It actually goes to a genealogy. And it's kind of like, why in the world did they throw this genealogy in here? And I think the reason he did is God wanted Israel to know for all eternity that Moses and Aaron were guys just like them. They were real Israelites just like them. And genealogy is a big thing in Israel. And and they're regular people, real people. They weren't, you know, these super gods. He didn't want them to, you know, be exalted above what they were, but he didn't want them to be taken as lower than. And every person who read that could say, yeah, I got relatives just like that. Because there are some weirdos in this in this <laughs> relative list, and there's some great guys in this relative list. But, but the verse 9 says, So Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not heed Moses because of an anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. The Bible says a broken spirit who can bear. What happens when you've got something going on in your life that is, um, you know, difficult, and even the world we live in right now could be that for you, that there's so much going on that you get so focused on either the pain, in this case, the bondage, cruel bondage, um, that it's hard for you to hear God. That's why I think it is so important in the day and age we live in is to give God some time first thing in the morning because you are going to get, I don't know how many things I've already dealt with this morning. It's early. I have dealt with, positive and negative COVID-19 tests in people's lives around me. I've dealt with financial issues. I've dealt with people making stupid, crazy decisions and people making great decisions. Awesome things going on at youth camp and then, you know, bad things going on at home. All that's going on. And if you do not get with God and let him breathe on your heart first thing in the morning, what you end up doing is add, you know, sort of punch after punch. And if you don't get those times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord, and you just continue to, you know, let CNN, CNN, you know, beat you down or all that, you know what? You're going to have a hard time hearing the truth and having hope for the future. It's a real thing to become deaf to the word of God by What's going on in the world if yeah. you don't take breaks from it and make sure that you on a regular basis? See, your spirit is refreshed by the word. Your spirit's refreshed by worship. Your spirit's re- refreshed by, by prayer. And if you don't refresh it from the pain of what's going on around you or in you or to you or around to the people you love around you, you'll get beat down. And, and, you know, they call it clinical depression, but very often that is really an absence of the presence and breath of God in your life. Well, and Peter talked about that in Acts. I was going to try to flip through and, and find it real quick, but and I think it was in uh, chapter 2. Yeah, it's early on in Acts, for it's, sure. When Peter says that times of refreshing come from, by the presence of the Lord. Um, I don't know. I'd have to scan through it a little bit more. But you, you talk, Peter, I'll find Peter it Peter specifically you. talks about the fact that that he says that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And I know that we, I need refreshing. 
And I know that in this season, refreshing is something that we're all desperate for. And you maybe haven't worded it that way, but if I say to you, you know what, you need to be refreshed, you'd go, you're right, I, I do need to be refreshed. <laughs> that That's where it comes from, and that's what you're talking about, Pastor Dan, yeah. is the value yeah. of being intentional about spending time connecting with God in that relationship. You know, if I don't spend time connecting with my wife, our marriage is going to struggle. That's right. And, and, and not because— she necessarily stops loving me. God's not going to stop loving you. God's not going to punish you because you don't spend time with him, but you're going to suffer the lack of experiencing that refreshing in his presence. And that's going to impact every other decision you made and talking about making some dumb decisions and things yeah. like that. That's I could go back and say, you know what? Every dumb decision I made, I could probably go back and see what was my, how, what was I doing with the Lord at that time? Yes. And I could probably find yep. a consistent pattern. You've got a, con- <laughs> a consistent gap in yeah. that time of spending time with the Lord. It's, in uh, chapter 3, verse 19. Repent, therefore, and be converted so that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Mm. I think that's so powerful. And then it goes on to say that he may send Jesus Christ who has preached to you before. And uh, we need it. We all need times of, of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. It's a, it's a very important thing. Especially in this day and age. You know, look, I was looking at a few other things uh, just kind of, I always want to, when I get into these uh, Old Testament chapters, yeah. I always want to try to, I'm not, I'm not as, as skilled and schooled in it as, as a lot of other people, but I always want to try to figure out where's Jesus. Yeah, come on. And, and cause he's in there somewhere. And this may be a stretch, but I wanted to run this by you, Pastor Dings. I thought it was interesting. It says, you know, I mean, let me back up for a minute. And I, I've mentioned this on Morning Breath before. It's, I think it's been a while. But if you look at the life of Jesus and you look at some of the things that he did, Jesus is a representation of Israel. And if you look at the Bible says, out of Egypt, I've called my son. This entire thing that we're reading about was a setup to paint a picture of Jesus. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, Jesus says, out of Israel, I've called my son. Well, what does that mean? Well, remember when Jesus was young, uh, his family, they escaped to Egypt to uh, avoid the slaughter of the innocents by Herod. And then they came back out of Egypt. So Jesus came out of Egypt, just like the nation of just Israel. Just like Israel came okay? out of Egypt. Yeah. Uh, then we see Jesus, uh, especially in the book of Mark, we see Jesus when he begins his ministry. The first thing he does is he goes through and gets baptized. Yes. So he came through out of Egypt and he came through water. Yeah. Same thing, just yeah. like the Israelites Just did. like the river. And then he goes into the wilderness. Mm. And I thought that was interesting because out of the other Gospels, uh, the one Gospel that words it differently is Mark. And I want to go and I want to, I'm going to read this passage first. It, it says here in, in, uh, in Exodus 6, I'm going to be in uh, the first chapter, the first verse. Then the Lord said to Moses, now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, he will let them go. And with a strong hand, he will drive them out of his land. And I thought, that's interesting. Where have I seen that before? And I've, I kind of did some digging. And it says here in Mark chapter 1, after Jesus was baptized in verse 12, it he says, was immediately driven. the Spirit drove yeah. him into the wilderness. And I just thought, there's got to be a parallel there. Yeah. I don't think that's there by accident. There's a picture of the Israelites being driven, and we see Jesus being driven out of Egypt into the wilderness. I just thought, I mean, there's a picture of Jesus. Yeah, there, there, good. God is so detailed and, and it, it's so important to remember that the Old Testament is Jesus Christ concealed. Yes. And the New Testament is Jesus Christ revealed. Revealed. And so anytime yeah. you open your Bible, there's somewhere going to be a picture of Jesus. And I just love trying to find I'm sure there's more of, of Jesus in here. But I, I just I found that and it just made me happy. Oh, that's, that, <laughs> that should make you happy. It made yeah. me happy hearing it. You know, another thing I found in here was the value and power of the word in someone's life. Well, we've only got that much time left. That's amazing. Verse 5, it says, And I, this God speaking, and I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered 
remembered my covenant. Isaiah 43, 26. I think I can find that pretty quick. I can. It says, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. Back to the beginning. Put me in remembrance. Mm. And it says here, I've remembered my covenant. Now, I don't think God's forgetful at all in any way, shape, or form, but our prayers should be reminding God of his promises to us. And why that's important, I think it's most important so that we have those words on our lips. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend Mike Green and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is morning morning breath. Listen to this, verse 7 and 8. I will take you as my people. I will be your God. That is a great promise right there. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Listen to this. Who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, but doesn't end there. And I will bring you in 
to the land to which I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and give you a heritage. I am the Lord. God wants to bring you out and in. Yeah. So I don't know what you need to get out of, but he doesn't get you out of something so that you are just without. He gets you out of something so that you begin to be in where you belong. I know for me, I thought, oh, what will I do on Friday nights if I can't do all that stuff that that I did for fun and, you know, the addictions and all of that. And, and I thought, oh, look at what I'm losing. But it wasn't what I lost. I gained so much that what I lost looked like garbage. And it wasn't that I left that stuff because I had to white knuckle it, I left that stuff because I had something so much better in God. And I just love the picture. He's going to bring you out so that he can bring you in. Amen. And if you're out, he wants you in. And uh, that's just an important thing. Anyway, we're going to have to get. It's a great program. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Thank you, Dan. Anything else? (laughs) Pastor Dan, no, that's it, man. I got it. Let's do it. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.